0: Zenda, put her down and let her go. Yeah, sure, I'll put her down. Right after I break her neck. <laughs> Slow. You hear me? Because when I fight, it's always to the death. That's right. In fact, you're already dead.
1: Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime podcast. We should say your goodbyes now, lardass, because you're already dead. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Hello. And this week we watch Toyo Ashida's Fist of the North Star. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of?
2: This episode we're featuring Carnivore. Ooh, I feel that's fitting for this one.
1: It's definitely, uh, you know, a red meat, muscly type of movie. Yes. <laughs> and it's a Cabernet Sauvignon 2018. Have we drank anything with Cabernet. No, we have not. Yeah. Let's not try to start now. I'm impartial to. So. Get it right up to the Here's mic. There's a, uh, a little pour going on here. Oh, yeah. That's it. Nice. I can't wait for someone to actually listen to this and like comments like we fucking hate when you pour wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. We just need to be uh, corrected for our bad habits. <sighs> Dad, I know you've done plenty of research on this movie. I know you can probably tell us some fun facts. What do you what do you got for us this week?
2: All right. Well, first things first. This movie
1: basically left me
2: breathless. (laughs) And not because it's breathtaking animation or stellar storytelling, but for the simple fact that I was laughing so hard that I couldn't breathe. Wow. Yeah. Could not breathe. All right. I'm exaggerating. But there was some funny shit in this movie. It was pretty out there. I think this one falls into the category of it's so bad, it's good i would agree (laughs) anyways the movie is uh based on a uh, japan all-time selling best um manga series of the same name Mm -hmm. and it centers around the character kenshiro Mm -hmm. so ken
1: good old ken he
2: uses deadly style of martial arts to kill his opponents by striking their secret vital points which then leads them to dying in rather spectacular and violent ways.
1: Yeah, bleeding out or they're brain dead, yeah. as the movie likes to tell and, us. And uh, this movie depicts that in the most hilarious fashion. <laughs> almost almost to a point where it just seems like a little too much. But go on. Yeah.
2: Now, you know, after watching this movie, it's really hard for me to fathom its popularity. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the highest
1: grossing media franchises of all time. Which I find to be striking, because i mean they have video games they have a new a different tv show that they made like a remake but
2: yeah, yeah i mean it has something like 20 mi- billion in total revenue holy shit i mean there was Pachinko, that is pachinko yeah, machines. Yeah, yeah and uh, interesting enough there's
1: a live action film which i really wish we watched because that movie i can't imagine how bad the live action would be uh I can't imagine how bad our live action would be, but we'll, we'll get there when this we get one, there. This one, I guess,
2: is pretty much a cult classic. Um, two of the notable actors in it was like
1: Chris Penn and uh, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. Oh, well, he was in, uh, what was that movie? Clockwork Orange, wasn't he? In it? Uh, Caligula. Caligula? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I know that
2: uh, one. Uh, yeah, looking up, it's uh famous penthouse. Uh, uh, who was the guy that ran penthouse? Oh God! I, I only know Hugh for Playboy. Anyways, I, uh... it's pretty famous. But any, uh, neither here, nor there. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about porn later. Yeah. And I did find a funny uh, side note about the movie involving the actor uh, Chris Daniels, mm-hmm. who played Ken in the movie. His onset nickname was Condom Man. <laughs> Why?
1: I don't know. I was thinking, like, damn, Chris must have been quite a horn dog <laughs> during the shoot. That is. A really interesting question. I wonder who is the actor on set who is fucked the most people. <laughs> if it was like Marlon Brando, if Brad Pitt had his day, like who is sleeping with the the sound technicians, the actresses? They might even be getting a liaison with the director for some better <laughs> lines. I wanna know who the real people were piping on these movie sets. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh fun fact and we have to look up yeah <laughs> who got an STD from Marlon Brando back go. in the
2: 50s let me know anyways though the, the nickname was in reference to the prosthetics that they used to create the finger chest scars mm-hmm. and they were made out of unrolled condoms doesn't sound like that movie had a big budget if they're using Trojans for no, their costume gotta, design no but I love the makeup artist's uh, creativity let's just Making... hope they weren't used yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but um, as far as Rotten Tomatoes, it has no critic uh, consensus yet, and uh, that's no surprise because, honestly, I don't think any legitimate movie critic would uh, consider this worthy of watching.
1: That's up for debate because I got some pretty real critics on the internet who would love to tell you how no, they thought about I, this movie. I'm sure you
2: do. I mean, it does have an audience score of 78% based on 384 reviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I found that uh, Fist of the North Star has a rather rabid fan base.
1: Rabid? Yeah. Are they like Nicki Minaj, Beyonce stands? Like they're gonna come to you?
2: A lot of people love this movie. I mean, it. it, They just think it's
1: you know a classic, which Mm. I guess it is. But yeah, it's the classic in such a way that it inspired a lot of stuff, but it doesn't hold up well, in my personal opinion. And then uh, you know,
2: I found that John Cena is a fan. He said it's one of his favorite.
1: Hell yeah, nice. dude! The Chain Gang. you uh, can't see me. I really can't remember anything about John Cena, but, you know, I know he was that bear and Doolittle, and I was scammed into watching that movie not once but twice. Yeah. So John Cena can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, what do you got in the letterbox? I got quite a bit. Uh, keeping in vain with the 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 wrestler. Uh, reference: We have two stars from Limited Liability Cool J on June 2020. This is a fever dream you have after binging 80s WrestleMania events. Great visuals, mostly of exploding bodies, but also little details like an absolutely roided-out Jack dude training in his dojo, shirtless but wearing skinny jeans and dress boots. <laughs> I think the the WrestleMania, just the 80s is just what happened. I mean, everyone was either doing coke, steroids. Or had bad hair. It seemed like it was one or the other. Yeah. I feel like if, a we, if we
2: do a live action recast on this, that it just has to be riddled with WrestleMania stars.
1: Or just riddled with cocaine. I mean, we
2: just need hugely
1: jacked people. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The WWE is... Uh, I mean, they've sponsored movies before. The WWE has, like, produced films. Yeah. Where John Cena is the lead, so... You know, maybe John Cena is not going to get the lead from me in this personal movie, but uh, maybe he has a place somewhere else in the cast. We have another two stars from Papa Botch on June 2019. A lot cornier than I remember, but pivotal in my appreciation for anime. As someone who grew up loving Goku, loving Dragon Ball, I'm pretty sure my mother drew or, excuse me, painted like a mural of Dragon Ball Z characters on uh, on my childhood wall. I can see where a lot of things come from this. I Um, mean, the thing I forget is that this is 86. This is the 80s. Yeah. And uh, it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense that this got put out. For the time being, I guess it was not bad. But, you know, it could be better. Uh, Two stars from Scott H. on May 2019. This appears to have been written, directed, and animated by someone during the summer before their third stint in ninth grade. Pretty cool. (laughs) To be back in ninth grade for a third time. I wish I was on that Billy Madison bullshit being a high schooler again, but unfortunately I had to get old and lose some of my hair. (laughs) Uh, We have another two stars. Proof you can punch or plant your way out of whatever post-apocalypse throws at you by uh, Chris on February 2019. Uh, Jeez, I'm just going to rattle through these because I I got a bunch because there was a lot of good comments, but I had a hard time deciphering which ones I should keep. Uh, Another two stars from Tin Mask on January 2019. The most in-depth movie I've ever seen about bleeding. They show this at uh, nursing school.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a preponderance
1: of blood, no doubt. Preponderance. Uh, Two stars from Chewy837 on April 2017. Fist of the Two Stars. Which (laughs) might be the the most apt. I I think uh, two stars is either two or three. There was a lot of two or three, not so much one. A lot of people weren't really ready to trash this movie. That's pretty good, Chewy. Yeah. Uh, Two and a half from Crew Cinema on August 2020. Damn, this shit kind of (laughs) stanky. I could smell the iron, the blood, whatever sort of viscera or menstrua is being passed around (laughs) on screen. But I I got a whiff. Uh, two and a half stars from Aiden Levy on January 2020. I want this in live action. Uh, Aiden is actually a live action. Uh, just to know, 2 a.m., very high. I just like the fact— <laughs> I think fact... you should watch this very high. Yeah, you shouldn't watch most movies sober. No. It feels like it wasn't meant for that. Uh, Two and a half stars from Fatal Devation on October 2019. There's nothing more 80s than a film with guys with big muscles, lots of mass violence, a Cold War apocalypse, and unintentional homoerotic undertones. Uh, You know, the thing is with big dudes like that, the more jacked dudes that you have in the room... (laughs) The closer you are that them having just a straight up orgy. It seems like the something about that much muscles will just sway someone. I don't really know what it is, but Oh man. We have a couple more, we have three more, and they're all three stars. Uh, from Orichi Leona on January twenty nineteen or excuse me, twenty eighteen. That moment when Kenshiro drops an entire skyscraper on his own head so he can continue to walk through it. Then a guy tries to stand him. Give me my life, gimme my energy. That's the type of energy I'm trying to enter 2021 in. I'm going to try to knock down the big skyscraper of 2020, let it fall on my fucking head, and I'm going to walk through it. Yeah, that was a great scene. It was it was, it was, was intense. <laughs> uh, three and a half stars from Bad Taste uh, on May 2019. Probably the coolest anime I have ever seen. Insane gore. Thank you, Bad Taste, for reiterating uh, what we all are probably thinking. This is an amazing show. Uh, and then finally... Wait a minute. Let me do this one. Okay. Three stars... <laughs> That was uh, an impression of Sandro S. on September 2020 (laughs) for three stars. (laughs) 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 What? Nice. (laughs) Like I told you, I've been practicing that all week. I woke up at maybe 5.15 in the morning after having two bowls of chili and a glass of wine. I shit my brains out while doing that noise. It was was like the day before. (laughs) I was just like, I need to practice this if I have this in the letterbox. Uh. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I just want to let you know what my creative process is like <laughs> because there's a lot of poop involved. It's weed, poop, and jerking off.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Your best material comes when you're sitting on the can. <laughs>
1: I would not disagree. <laughs> Dad, where would you like to shine the spotlight in this movie? There's uh, there's plenty of to bring up, but I'm sure you have. Uh... Yeah, there's a lot to unpack on <laughs> yeah. this one. Um, okay. So
2: the movie starts, and I'm thinking, okay. It was a decent start, although for like a second I'm thinking, what the hell am I watching? An animated version of Sound of Music? I'm almost <laughs> expecting like Julie Andrews to start singing, The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music.
1: It was very picturesque in the beginning. Yeah. You see like that train go by, some yeah. dudes on the beach. It's nice. Well, I'd probably
2: date myself a little bit there. I mean, I don't think anybody knows too much about the Sound
1: of Music. But if people don't know who the what the Sound of Music is. They need to watch more movies.
2: <sighs> oh, you're you're a fan?
1: Ah, uh, I mean... Yeah, I, I know of it. I, okay. The thing is, anybody who is my age watched that movie in school at some point. Oh, really? It's in the the circulation. Yeah. Oh, well,
2: I guess it's still got legs. <laughs> okay, then the narration starts, <clears throat> and I'm getting a little worried. Uh-huh. I mean, this sounds like maybe they grabbed the night
1: janitor to do the narration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guy who's cleaning up the shelves for the artist. Yeah.
2: And, uh, of course, the nukes fly. hmm and the next thing I know, I'm watching Mad Max meets 80s hairband. And I'm like,
1: what the fuck? Yeah. Straight up ripoff of Mad Max.
2: I mean, it's good to know that, you know, fashion designers will still be needed in the post-nukes. Uh, <laughs> Pumping out, you know, glam rock costumes.
1: Leather is never going out of style. Yeah, no.
2: It appears that shoulder pads are all the rage also.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for, for fashion and protection. <laughs> yeah.
2: And... Uh, then I wanted to bring up, you know, what's up with Ken's eyebrows?
1: I mean, that's that's a pretty, like, low-stakes quality about he, Ken.
2: He's, uh... I think he's mutating into the Wolfman. I mean, those are the pretty thick. Man. Oh, yeah.
1: He's, I could see it. He's wolfy.
2: <laughs> Wolf-esque, at the very least. And, uh, the other thing I wanted to point out, walking animation, it's straight-up 80s video game quality. Mm-hmm. Brings back memories of, uh... Double Dragon. Double Dragon. Golden Axe.
1: I don't know what that is.
2: It's classic uh, Uh, side-scrolling. Fighter game.
1: Okay. A lot of side-scrolling in this movie. Yeah,
2: it's a little before your time, but uh, I have fond memories.
1: (laughs) This movie must have been a kick for you. Yeah.
2: And then, you know, the thing is, everybody's jacked, but there's little food or water. How does that happen?
1: It's when you're just dehydrated. You you (laughs) shrink up and you get a six pack. It's that's how all the boxers do it. They kind of like you know dehydrate themselves and they look shredded. I guess. But anyways,
2: and then you know the Earth's in total destruction, Mm. but there's like this shitload of motorcycles and cars survive, Uh and they're like in
1: mint condition.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, auto mechanics will be in high demand.
1: That's the thing with a lot of these jobs, especially in the time of the pandemic, you got to figure out what's going to stick in the apocalypse. If you know how to fix a car, you're going to be in high demand, like you said.
2: Obviously, transportation is going to be key. Yeah. (laughs) You're
1: rolling through the desert. (laughs) And then what's up with the orange blood? You know, censorship, man. I mean, they did the same shit with Taxi Driver uh, when that, you know, the ending scene when it gets really gory. They're just trying to save themselves from an X rating. Well, that's yeah. why they—that's why they, you know, maybe neutered a little bit of Julia. But I don't know if that's something that you wanted to bring up. Yeah,
2: I'm—you <laughs> know—they—they—they they, they try to put in a little fan service. Julia rips off her dress, rips it right down the middle. Yeah, like- <laughs> standing there and she's like, "No nipples." Yeah, and I'm like, "Okay," I like, "What happened?" You know, was yeah. it radiation mutation or something?
1: Yeah, they went inward. Yeah. They went to—that's how we evolve. Our but nipples this is the inside. '80s,
2: and I guess you know that would have been a little bit too risque, so they just like, yeah, we're going to give you boobs, but no nips.
1: Yeah, it's pretty funny how you could just watch someone's head get decapitated, but I couldn't look at nudity without <laughs> yeah. the government stepping in. Ronald Reagan really uh, got my fucking rocks off. <laughs> or stop me. Excuse me. He kept my rocks on.
2: And then there's this other thing that I picked up on. I don't know if anyone else, but there's this shot of, um, what's his name? Um, Ken? No, Ro. Uh, Rao. Rao. And he's on this ho- his horse. Uh huh. And it looks like it's a complete ripoff of a Frank Frazetta painting. And if you want to see the painting, it's the same one that they used on the cover of the Southern Rock group Molly Hatchet's debut album. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, you got to look at it. I mean, it's like a spitting
2: freaking recreation of that.
1: Yeah, that Clydesdale is uh, looking pretty familiar. I would not. You disagree. probably,
2: I mean, if you didn't pick up on it, but.
1: I guess I would have to know uh, Molly Hatchett, uh, but. <laughs> I, I do agree. Looking at the picture that you had put in the document, I, I, yeah. I can see what you're talking about. And uh, then the English dub, I mean, it's
2: just straight up hilarious. I mean, every one of those...
1: Yeah. I mean, I was just cracking up. I mean, Shin, in the beginning, his voice actor was all over the place. Cause oh, like, yeah. Either he's a robot or he, this is the most meaningful role of his life. I really can't tell.
2: I guess they really sort of butchered the the English for I mean they just sort of really redid it I mean yeah. they didn't follow the Japanese I guess the story
1: I'd have to look it up again but mm. and for anybody who's wondering we watch the uh, English dub on YouTube this is how we found this movie yeah. it was just posted in full on uh, YouTube so we should have probably looked for the other one but you know lazier uh, lazier lives prevail yeah, right. <laughs> the meek shall prevail in the apocalypse and the lazy too
2: And of course, you have to love the line.
1: You're already dead. Yeah, that's a cool ass fucking line. Yeah,
2: I mean it's I guess a really popular anime meme.
1: Yeah, it was 2016. It was uh, that's when that meme was being circulated already. And I also
2: read that there was a uh, a TikTok in 2019 that went viral. Really? Yeah, that referenced that that line. So
1: it feels like everything is on the cusp of blowing up on TikTok. You just need to <laughs> reference one thing that like strikes a chord. Yeah. Uh, I have a bunch of things I want to, you know, spotlight. And I, I guess I'll roll right into the unintentional lessons right after. But no one takes any fall damage in this universe. Uh, Bat and his little sister fell 20 fucking stories off a skyscraper in a dune buggy. And the, I noticed that that was insane. Yeah. And then the same thing with Ken. He gets thrown into the, the windhole ravine hits off three cliff sides and falls into the abyss just shows up with a beard shows up better than ever yeah uh i also thought the the beginning was a straight up mood i I really didn't know what to expect i was like this doesn't really seem to make sense if this is about the wasteland and then obviously the nukes went off so uh you know i i like the scene especially because i would also like to be somewhere hot trying to spread my seed with my girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but in these times, it's a little bit different. Uh, Shin's schoolyard logic also has to be brought to everyone's attention. the The idea of just loving the strongest person you know is something that I find fascinating, and it's something that you every person has grown up with. Like anybody who can kick a kickball all the way to the the fence line, anyone who can throw fast, run fast, you're 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 pulling in the baddies uh, on the playground. I don't know what, if you can call a child a baddie, but you're definitely <laughs> you're definitely getting a lot of attention, and for Jaggy to just be in Shin's ear like Draymond Green and Kevin Durant, like whispering that he should go after Julia, like how are you being convinced by Jaggy, who is disfigured after just getting his ass kicked by his brother? So of course he's trying to talk shit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, shout out to Michael Jackson, "Girl Is Mine." I'm sure that that song was just <laughs> bumping during the uh, the the '80s process of building this movie. <laughs> I also am pretty happy to know that uh, hair dye and Gold's gems are prevalent in the apocalypse because, like you said, everyone is shredded. Not only shredded, but they also know karate and they have abs like tortoise shells. Like, they're yeah. just out of their mind.
2: Mohawks are definitely in fashion also.
1: Yeah, the that's such a funny reoccurring thing in uh, post-apocalyptic movies. It's like, we don't want any hair on the side of our heads, but let's just let the shit on top go crazy and then let's dye it orange or pink. Ew. has no fucking meaning. <laughs> They had some style, you know? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. In the sense that everyone else was doing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Rao's Trumpian moment on The Rock. I I really just love the idea of someone just being indignant about being something that they're not or trying to keep putting it out into the universe. Like, you don't understand. I'm the fist of the North Star. I won the electoral college. Twitter, prove me right. Just looking out into the the, the – the nightscape and seeing all these random images flash. I don't really know what he's supposed to be getting from that, but I I guess he was uh, reaffirmed in his place as the, the, the fist of the North star.
2: That's funny because that sort of plays into my, um, my sequel.
1: Yeah. Okay. What was your uh, takeaway or what was your unintentional lesson from this movie? Okay. Well,
2: first and foremost, uh, foremost, Power without perception is virtually useless and of no value. Hell yeah. Which sort of feels similar to Uncle Ben's advice to Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. I think they ripped him off.
1: I, I feel like they might have. <laughs> Stanley.
2: Yeah. And um, again, if your arch nemesis is dying and you don't finish him off, he's always going to survive and return to, you know, Kick seek revenge. Off. Yeah. Never fails. Mm-hmm. And um, all you need is a single flower and that will, you know. Inspire hope. Yes, inspire hope. (laughs) And lastly, there appears to be no brotherly love after the nukes fly.
1: Yeah, there's no no brotherly love for sure. I think you put that right. I mean, come on now. Which goes right into my first unintentional lesson. There's no honor amongst the horny. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you're my brother. It doesn't matter if you're my friend. If you have the girl that I want, I'm going to. Take you to the edge of battle, and I'm going to fucking steal her. I'm also just going to tell her, which is uh, such a weird thing to learn from this movie. But telling a girl that she's yours will maybe eventually work. You just might straight up psychologically fuck them up and uh, (laughs) convince them to stay in a castle with you. Uh, This is for ladies and gentlemen. If one finger isn't getting a reaction from your girl, try four. Usually, when you can even get four in there, you're doing something right. So, obviously, Shin had the right idea when he uh, decided to carve uh, out his insides. The thing is, is
2: like, there's a lot of animes where there's just the insertion of the finger into the person's chest.
1: Yeah. It's a badass move. I wonder if that's like the start of it. If uh, I, Fist of the yeah, North Star. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Big on fingering in this
2: Everybody's movie. like, yeah, you got
1: to give him the finger to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> or a finger wherever. It's a good torture move. I think it's like supposed to be yeah. just enough. Uh, another lesson, women are wishy washy and they will look for the better man where they find it. This is especially if you are, uh, you know, a simp right now, just, (laughs) you could learn something from this, uh, this movie. If you're really trying, everyone loves a good catchphrase, uh, speak your shit into existence. It'll maybe play out for you. Um, getting your girl stolen makes you a straight up killer, (laughs) which maybe also plays into another simp thing. Um, And then finally, just because you say you are something doesn't mean it's true. So sorry, uh, Mr. President. Uh, I I don't know if we're going to be seeing you past uh, January 20th. And that was the thing that I thought was the funniest thing with uh, Rao and his dad. He's like, never come back to the dojo. Yeah. And he's shocked. He's astounded that he can't come back after fucking trashing the place. And that's how I pictured it. I was like, what do you mean I can't come back to the White House? (laughs) (laughs) He can't live here anymore? What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, that's funny.
1: Uh. I know you I know you paid some good attention. You, you definitely have a lot of material here, but we're going to put it to the test because this is where you really, you know, grind your teeth or cut your teeth. This is where we build our muscles. OK, we're starting with three truths and a lie. And I apologize for last week. I said three truths and a lie. And they were mostly lies. Uh, <laughs> but I digress. First entry. Director Ashida, considered to be an artist unafraid of controversy, stated in an interview for Animec magazine that female anime fans were all ugly and male anime otaku were hopeless, but expressed relief that none of them would start any wars. He was even willing to take on the industry-leading animag- uh, animag- or Jesus uh, magazine in 1986, accusing its editors of completely ignoring certain anime titles, like Fist of the North Star, in favor of those it sponsored, such as Nausicaa or, Angel, uh, or Angel's Egg. In his eyes, this disqualified them as a source of credible news. Entry number two. While director Ashida had originally signed on with Toei Animation to produce two Fist of the North Star movies, he was subsequently taken off the second project after a controversy was made of articles and short cartoons he published under a pen name for Out Magazine. The articles were deemed sexually explicit and the cartoon's raunchy, earning disgust from female readership after one published cartoon depicted a tug-of-war with the string of a tampon that was still in use. Entry number three. Manga artist Tetsuo Hara, the original animator and co-creator of The Fist of the North Star, is largely seen as the face of the franchise's ongoing promotion. This is in sharp contrast to his fellow co-creator, writer Yoshiyuki Okamura, or better known by his working name, Bronson. Bronson, an eccentric whose chosen name is in tribute to Charles Bronson, has sworn off interviews with the press after the film's adaptation was initially critically panned in Japan. And then our final entry, in 1986 interview with Draw World Japan, when questioned on the film's Mad Max influence, director Ishida stated that he was surprised creators Baronsen and Tetsuo Hara found so much success with what he considered a ripoff. It's very funny to me, he said. I've seen the Mad Max movie. It seems one-on-one in some ways, and others not so much. It's striking. All the more respect to baronsen san and Tetsuo-san, but I'm just surprised. Dad, off the tip, what do you think is a lie?
2: I think the first one's a lie because Nausicaa wasn't even made in 1986. So I'm going to say the first one, that's a lie.
1: We're done. Oh, come (laughs) on! Yeah, uh, 1986, uh, maybe they were talking about the Nausicaa manga, but... oh. This was uh, this was the truth. The director said that female anime fans were ugly and male otaku were hopeless. Uh, the second one was half truth. It he did technically do that. They just never was a controversy. He would write raunchy articles and make gross cartoons for this magazine, and <laughs> women hated him because of the stuff that he put in it. Really? Yeah. And then uh, I just made up the the eccentric. And uh, Mad Max movie thing, but that's tough. It's it's always hard to get that uh, that first that I false start. When I, <laughs> the first one I go off is the freaking. I don't show. know why I keep putting it there because yeah, you I shouldn't. I know, I know, because
2: I'm always looking at the first one.
1: Yeah, you I know. gotta start shuffling. But the whole thing
2: more. was the 1986. I'm saying, well, Nausicaa wasn't even done till I was it 93.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think But I
2: forgot that yeah, I guess it was a manga or something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, it's okay. We still got uh were you paying attention where you really shine. <laughs> Some days and maybe not so much. Uh let's hope today is one of your good days. Uh question number one. When Ken first appears or excuse me, when Ken first reappears, after his defeat at the hands of Shin, he kills a group of four raiders while protecting Bat and Lin. What color Is the armor of the first raider to die, is it A, green, B, blue, C, orange, or D, pink? Uh, I think it was green. It was not. There was, I believe, somebody who had green armor, but the first one to die was, he had, like, hot pink shoulder pads on. And he just (laughs) crushed his fucking head. Of
2: course. The shoulder pads. Yeah.
1: So uh, two false start penalties were first and 20. (laughs) We're in our own end zone. Um, before the war and before she was traumatized into silence, Lynn was known to talk so much that she was given the nickname of what? Is it a Jabberjaw B motormouth C chatterbox or F, uh, D babbler?
2: Oof! I should know this. I'm going to say chatterbox. Was motor mouth? Ah, I was...
1: Oh. With all that these, was my
2: first thought.
1: With Damn, all these that... motorcycles, all these uh, vehicles, yeah. <laughs> you know, it it's makes, okay. It makes sense. We just got a safety, but uh, we're, we're going to punt it off, and hopefully we get it back on this, on this third question. When Zenda and the Z Gang first arrive, we are shown a lineup of its members. How many members are wearing sunglasses? Is it A, 1, B, 2, C, 3, or D? four I'm going to say four just one man damn it just one man with his sunglasses so now that we have uh effectively turned the ball over we also just got scored on we do have the ball back we have uh three questions left after halftime let's try to put some put some points on the board after capturing julia rao takes her to the dungeons of what city is it a Bazaar? b paradise valley C, Alexandria, or D, Cassandra? Okay,
2: I'm throwing deep. Okay. <laughs> Cassandra.
1: Cassandra hits deep. Yeah. <laughs> got a 50-yard reception. Well, we, we're we not there. No, yet. no, no, come on,
2: touchdown. Okay, whatever, okay. Come on, I got to make up for the horrible freaking start.
1: Okay, well, we're, at least we're tied up. We got two questions left. <laughs> we're trying to win this game. Because I'm into, looking like I might lose. So. We're okay. trying to get into playoff contention. Yeah. What animal is on the front of Rao's helmet? Is it A, a lion, B, a dragon, C, a bear, or D, a cobra? I'm going to say cobra. Cobra's correct. Yes! We are in striking wange. Wange. <laughs> we are in wange to win this game. Uh, final question. At the end of the film, bat and limb... Jesus Christ. I've had half a glass of wine. Batten Lynn see that Ken's seeds have begun to grow. How many seed sprouts are there? Is it A, 11, B, 12, C, 13, or D, 14 sprouts? Wow.
2: I, I know what scene you're talking about. It's but right at the end. I know, but I don't – even those numbers don't make sense to me. It didn't seem like there were that many.
1: Uh,
2: I'm going to say 12.
1: They blocked the field goal. Uh, <laughs> it was 13. It was just the, the very next one. We were bring really out lost. the
2: towel of shame.
1: Yeah. <laughs> bring out the shame towel. Uh, the sweaty shame towel. <laughs> I hope Cam Newton doesn't have to bring that out today. The Cam, game has not played at this point. Yeah, display, I know. But...
2: Cam always looks like he's ready to cry. Even when we win, he's going to cry.
1: I. That's what I love for my quarterback. Come on, Superman. Yeah, I need my quarterbacks to be emotional. Damn. I need them to be uh, willing to show some some tears. <laughs> Well, now that we've suffered another sad defeat uh, in our question section of this podcast, let's cool off, get a little ice, maybe a little more wine into our body. We're going to play a little Would You Rather. First question. Death. Yes, right. Would you rather fight a stranger to the death over your wife every time you leave the house? So let's say you want to go grocery shopping with her. Let's say you just want to go anywhere with her. At some point, someone is going to stop you and say, I'm going to fucking fight you for your woman and you have to fight them for it. Or you have to fight your own brother to the death once. So you either have to straight up try to kill Steve, Uncle Steve, or uh defend your wife's honor every time you leave the house.
2: Well, this is easy. I'm I'm not going to fight my brother to the death. That's just not going to happen in my family. That's good.
1: So uh, <laughs> family bonds are strong in the, the If I
2: have to fight a you know, a stranger every time I go out of the house, I'm packing.
1: This goes back to the uh the motorcycle gang waiting to beat you up at the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. Time from the Yamada's yeah. episode. Uh okay. That's fine. I think I would I, I wouldn't be able to kill Troy, I don't think so. <laughs> no. uh, I guess I would also try to fight someone uh That's my pretty woman. easy, but I don't think I'd leave the house too much. <laughs> 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 it's Come like on,
2: No, they... are you serious? Are we got to leave. Uh, Come all on, let's right. Let's go walk hold the on. dog. <laughs>
1: It's just someone in the park attacks you.
2: I see. You, you check out the window. You're looking like, oh, is that that dude over there? Oh, yeah, man, he looks he looks buff, man. No, I, I'm not going to take him on. No, nope, sorry, I pass on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming at you like the Pokemon trainers in the game. They see you from <laughs> half a click away, and they're like, hey, you want to battle? Uh, would you rather be, I guess you would pick two out of the three. Would you rather be uh, deaf, blind, or have to eat a full brick every single day? So one of your meals... Either breakfast, lunch, and dinner has to be a brick, and it has to be finished before you go to bed.
2: We're talking about a concrete
1: brick? Concrete brick that you can try to, you know, whatever way that you need to eat it, you're going to have to figure it out because that's your your punishment. Either that or you pick a a number, uh, two out of three of of deaf, Uh, deaf, blind, and mute.
0: Well,
2: I can't even imagine being able to eat
1: eat a brick every day. <laughs> <laughs> you that... can break it up into pieces. I mean, your shits are going to be rough. No, but...
2: that, that's that's some serious constipation right there.
1: Yeah, I don't think Exlax is going to get a, a full brick out of your ass.
2: So I have to pick between deaf, blind, and
1: mute. Mm-hmm. So you could either be a mute like Lynn and then have one uh, extra attribute.
2: Well, who cares if anybody probably doesn't even want to hear me talk anyway so i'm gonna take mute and
1: deaf. i sort would of
2: sucks, but i gotta be able to see
1: yeah there's no way I'm, I'm picking blind no and i don't think i would eat a brick either so
2: <laughs> how do you prepare that
1: i don't know with a little fava bean <laughs> <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever head of electors is, is put. I on. mean,
2: can you soften it up? Maybe make it more palatable.
1: If you can somehow make it more of a dough, I don't really know if you can, uh, you know, wet the brick beforehand. Maybe
2: crush it up, put it into a bread or something. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe I, I should a rethink nice that one.
1: Dusty bread. <laughs> <laughs> you try to break open a loaf. Well, it
2: no that that cheap. might be the key. Like you, you had to take the whole brick. You would just crush it up. Mix it into something bigger, yeah, and then you know be able to. Unless
1: I say that you have to eat the brick, the bra, the wow, I can't even talk, the brick raw. But let's let's say you can do whatever you want with the brick. You could saute it. You can fucking put it on the grill. Get some grill lines on your brick (laughs) before you eat it. Uh, Third question: Would you rather lick your shoes clean every time you enter a building, or have your clothes get ripped off? Anytime your heartbeat goes above a certain uh, BPM. So let's say anything could do it. You could get a whiff of something that you like. You could see something you find attractive. Your clothes are going to come off, like Ken, just getting uh, amped up. Or, you know, you could just clean your shoes. You could just be uh, licking your boots, as Jaggy would like you to do.
2: Mm, Well, I mean, maybe I can, you know take some medication that prevents me from uh
1: <laughs> you try to <laughs> oh, lower your heartbeat <laughs> yeah exactly
2: beta blockers <clears throat> yeah <laughs>
1: you gotta start smoking pot
2: at the same point i mean how dirty can your shoes get i mean it would really suck if you stepped in some dog shit or something but
1: yeah i guess it. Would, some days it would before be entering than a building
2: well fuck it i ain't going to any buildings
1: Every time, you even your home, house? Yeah, oh. every time you come home, you have to clean your shit. You have to lick your boots clean. Uh, your clothes get ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine how that happens. Well, like, oh, 120. Yep, there they go. Well, that's something that I always, I just kept finding so funny about this movie is that Ken loses his shirt a lot. And he true. always finds a yeah. way to get it back again.
2: And it seems like he just destroys things. He leaves the room like yeah. he's sitting on that bed, and he just leaves. Yeah.
1: Like... <laughs> <Every> <laughs> well, that gets into a different. <laughs> would you rather at the end? Oh, really? But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get to that one. So, what would you, what would you rather do? Lick your shoes or, uh, get you your know, I guess off? you
2: just gotta sort of accept the fact that you're gonna be naked sometimes. I mean, I'm not gonna be licking my shoes all the time. That's just that's too gross. I mean, whatever.
1: I think I would also pick that. My dick and balls can be someone else's problem. At some point, I'm just going to get <laughs> used to it. So if you're yeah. not if you're not ready for it, then you should leave the yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. Uh, would you rather have superpowers, but you're slowly losing control of them, or be granted superpowers of your choice, but you have to re- uh, saw off a random person's head? So let's say you walk out into a field and you see just some guy buried in the earth, and there's a scroll next to him. It's like this is a magic scroll. If you are saw this person's head off, you can have whatever superpower wish you have, or you already have them, but you're slowly losing control of them in a dangerous way
2: oh, in a dangerous
1: way yeah, like you're losing control of them in such a way that you're making things could get bad oh. and it doesn't have to be your friend it's just a straight I'm thing. not gonna i mean I am not
2: going to saw it off somebody's head, so <sighs> whatever superpower,
1: I'm losing control. I can't tell you how quickly I would saw that person's head off. Really? There's no way that I wouldn't. Because, Mm. uh, for one, I can pick whatever superpower I want. Am I really going to be litigated for the murder of a man who's buried up to his neck in a field after next to a, a magical scroll... I'm going to get away with it. I could just fly away. No one's going to fucking point me there.
2: The magical scroll, I don't remember that being... Well,
1: I'm just kind of like contextualizing it in the sense that (laughs) you get superpowers from killing this person. I don't know how other way that you would do it, but... I
2: I, guess I would just have to be a recluse and then lose control of my powers, but somehow not, you know, kill people.
1: Or maybe I would
2: destroy the earth.
1: That's the worst case scenario. Okay. You know, either you sacrifice uh, yourself (laughs) or you sacrifice someone else.
2: I'm a pacifist. I just can't. I'm just I don't even care if it's random. Yeah. Come
1: on. Wow. This movie was not for you if you're a pacifist. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather live somewhere strewn with dead bodies that are never cleaned up? So pretty much any of these cities that are in this movie were just bodies are piled up. Skeletons are half the population. Or would you rather be so ugly that people gag whenever they see you? Just like Jaggy when he his <laughs> Jackal came in. I He's know. like, oh! uh, Which is funny. such a visceral reaction. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but your wife won't leave you. That's the, the caveat. I'll say that everyone else thinks you're you're gut wrenchingly ugly, but your your woman is uh you're gonna stick around. You used four fingers and they're they're happy with that. Well, I mean
2: jeez, I don't I mean, if the dead bodies are around, they're they're there. I mean, we're talking about post-apocalyptic,
1: you know. Scenario.
2: Yeah, so, well, sorry.
1: Yeah, I guess you got to get used to that. But the I don't want to, you know, just
2: like, hey, how you doing? And people are like... <laughs> <laughs> puking, yeah. Like.
1: When you got framework on your face and people are uh, gagging, it's it's you probably got to look to the doctor to give you something else.
2: But the wife won't leave you.
1: Yeah, the life, wife won't leave you is a pretty important thing. I guess if that was taken out... That would be pretty tough. (laughs) So you're ugly and alone. (laughs) Uh, Final question. Would you rather bleed like a super soaker anytime you get any cut? So you bump your knee, you scrape something, you're shooting out blood in the way that uh, any of the people are in this movie. Or anytime you use a door, it explodes. So either you're a a supreme hemophiliac or you have Ken's ability to just blow shit up uh, just by using it. But you have no control over it. You go to the bathroom, doors coming off the hinges exploding. You go well, into a... I think I'm gonna hire
2: somebody that's gonna open doors for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's like what I thought too. It was like, I wonder if you could just like pick somebody up and ask them to do it for you. Or every time you come home, it's like, honey, I can't touch the door. I'd like to pay you to open doors for me. It's yeah. like, Yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else I can do for you? It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Just the doors. No, I don't want to be a super soaker. Yeah, that's fine. I think uh, the door one is probably the right answer. I don't think I I, want to risk bleeding out if I, you know, nick myself in the shower or something, shaving my nuts. So (laughs) I don't want to die like that. No. Dad, do you have any potential sequel ideas? Where do you see these characters going forward now that we're uh, in the Ghibli all grown up category?
2: Yeah, I got a potential (laughs) sequel here.
1: Whole page full. Yeah
2: course it plays into our current situation
1: as it usually does with your, yes, your, your, <laughs> your does. sequels <laughs> yes
2: okay so rao he's enlightened and he realized that mm-hmm. there is hope on earth mm-hmm. and um you know it can be saved so he decides that ruling through brute power can only lead to anarchy mm-hmm. so he decides that a new government needs to be started and the purpose is And oh, no, he proposes that there's going to be an election Uh (laughs) and he decides on. a (laughs) (laughs) okay. And he, he, you know, he proposes that we need a president that leads the people. Sure. And of course, he enters the, you know, as a candidate and he runs with the slogan, make Earth great again. Perfect. Creates a whole bunch of mega hats.
1: Mega hats. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Great. And of course, Ken runs against him. And his slogan is simply hope. And he gives these rousing speeches with chants of, Yes, we can! Then Rao paints a picture where every citizen has a car or a motorcycle. And then Ken explains that cars will only make, you know, an already toxic world even worse, mm-hmm. and that we need to create a new world that is carbon-free. Okay. And proposes the new Green Way.
1: Oh, great.
2: The new Greenway deal.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's the deal for? <laughs> Who's the deal with? For
2: all the people of the Earth.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
2: Now, you know, Rao has, you know, a fairly large fan base, but the majority of people go with Ken, mostly because he has the backing of Lynn, sort of like his female vice president. Great. Who the people believe is the key to returning Earth to its glory. And the election happens. Ken wins, but Rao is furious. He doesn't believe he lost accuses Ken of stuffing the ballot box. Rao tries to convince everybody that he was cheated. He claims that there is a secret deep state that has always undermined his claim to power Uh as he was unjustly passed over for the fist of the North Star. But in the end, the people get tired of his antics and disregard his claims, and Ken is declared the winner and becomes the president of the
1: free earth. You know... That might be a little on the nose. <laughs> if uh, if anyone is writing a screenplay that is supposed to be shadowing the twenty twenty election, I don't know if that's gonna is that thing gonna fly under the radar. But uh, I respect I respect it. I think I think it'll be the tale of our time.
2: And of course, Julia shows you know back up and uh, she oh, I goes thought the... you were
1: say show boobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, she might do that too.
2: Yeah, it might be one of the keys to the election win but Hell yeah. and uh, she you know she becomes first lady.
1: Oh, so Lynn gets fucking backstabbed as Well, she's just like a, you know, vice president. Oh, first lady, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, first my lady. Bad, my bad. Yeah. That's uh that's quite the plot. <laughs> I love how Ken who is ostensibly a Christ-like figure. I mean, he is pretty I mean they straight up crucify uh Julia at the end, but the Christ allegory is there. I like the idea that he's Obama in this
2: situation. <laughs> and I like the fact that the cross that they put her on, I mean, that is one tall-ass cross.
1: Yeah. You definitely don't want anyone getting up there. No. And then it just fucking falls down. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into what exactly happened to Julia after she was decrucified. But <laughs> my idea for a potential sequel, you know, I try my best with these. Usually they kind of uh, become an amalgam of a couple of different things. I think, well, did you think the woods at the end was real? I guess I'll ask that now before I get into this. No. No. Well, I, uh, I had written this before I really continued to watch that scene. So Ken lives in the woods. He's going to grow his beard back. He might just, you know, be cutting wood with his hands, maybe hunting down the deer. He's just living a quiet life as a recluse. Uh, he maybe just makes a, an indie album uh, a la Bonnie Vera, a Taylor Swift folklore, just really kind of living his best life on the woods, away from all the chaos that's going on in the wasteland, uh, uh, searching for Julia still. I mean, he has these visions. He, he's walking through and he sees her picking berries, trying to, uh, just, to finally, just figure out where she is because she straight up disappeared at the end. Uh, Bat and Lynn, who are trying to continue their lives in the wasteland and. Make things work, uh, you know. Bat is gonna come looking for, looking for Ken because, as it always happens, the young girl is gonna get captured again. But this time, it's actually Rao's son. He has captured uh, Lynn, and he's proposing a martial arts tournament to get her back. Uh-huh. Rao, the uh, former conqueror Rao, is his son's coach and (laughs) Bat...
2: Alright, I see where this is
1: going. Yeah, Ken is going to have to teach Bat the way of the the martial (laughs) arts. He's got to teach him the head exploding technique, and he'll have to eventually use it at the end. Maybe, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to crane kick him in the mouth, but he's going to do something where he's going to kill Rao's son, get uh, get his friend Lin back. Maybe they end up together. I mean, this might be in a future where she's older. I'm pretty sure in the real manga, Lin grows up and Falls in love with Ken, but let's just say her and Bat hook up. Uh, but yeah, it's a straight up Karate Kid rip off. <laughs> That's oh, fine. so Cobra Kai. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the Cobra head thing, I was just like, this guy is already meant for this. Like, yeah. he's already the heel. I love it. Perfect. I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I, I could rip. I mean, off I'm movie. really
2: interested in the indie album. I mean, you know, there's a lot of you know air, '80s hair band energy
1: yeah that's why in i put the post it in nukes, there yeah it seems like there's some artistic ambition that's maybe not being properly used by with uh with their fists they i mean we it. need some entertainment i mean it, it's pretty grim well what was that that scene at the end when uh when ray is fighting rao that music scene whatever that is that uh the song they put on when they're fighting oh yeah i thought that was awful yeah. <laughs> i hated that scene. oh yeah it was
2: like some kind of uh 80s you know hairband rock yeah that's why i mean i thought it was perfect but <laughs> yeah well no it's a bad it's a bad song but
1: no i mean it, it was a great song maybe it was one of the best we're trying to we're trying to Really show exactly what this movie has to offer. We're trying to see where it is in context. We're, we're just going to jump right in to put them on the Rushmore. I didn't have any, you know, 80s hairband songs that are for the best, so maybe <laughs> that entry is not going to get in there. Uh, but I do have some good ones that I, I do want your opinion on. So, first on the Rushmore, best cinematic beards. Does Ken's beard beat out Forrest Gump in Forrest Gump when he's running cross country, gets all ragged, has that big crazy beard? Uh, Rocky and Rocky IV when he's in the, the Russian wilderness getting jacked to fight Drago. Sir Ian McKellen as Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings. And then Charlton, uh, Charlton Heston as Moses in The Ten Commandments. Just bringing back uh, our Christ allegory, which this movie is, is pretty closely following. <laughs> we have uh, a few honorable mentions. We have uh, the meme favorite, Robert Redford as Roy Hobbs in The Natural. Dumbledore in Harry Potter Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover, Tom Hanks in Castaway, uh, Tommy Chong uh, as Anthony Stoner, uh, Rubis, Rubius Hagrid, uh, Guru Pitka in The Love Guru, Mr. T as Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, uh, Kurt Russell as RJ McReady in The Thing, John Rice Davies, our favorite, as uh, Gimli from the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then Wes Bentley as Seneca with his incredible design beard in The Hunger Games. Dad does ken's kung fu beard beat out forrest gump rocky gandalf or charlton heston as moses
2: wow this is a really tough category because there's some classic
1: beards here there i mean the the robert redford roy hobbs is is kind of become internet famous in the sense that it's always used uh in memes i mean honestly this this could be a whole podcast about beards (laughs) as two bearded men i think i would love to be a part of that yeah
2: did you notice I shaved mine? I just I'm disappointed can't.
1: in you. I know. I I just can't do it. Yeah, you got to just give in. Let the beard take over. Yeah.
2: Well, at some point when I'm either unemployed
1: or too yeah. old to care, maybe when you go back to the woods, yeah. <laughs> looking for your your redhead. <laughs> um, Ken's got a pretty good beard,
2: but a great beard. I mean, this is this is just a stacked. I mean, any one of these even honorable mentions, you could almost make a case that they'd be up on the Rushmore. So, yeah, I'm saying that, you know, Ken's just going to have to maybe fight it out later, but literally fight it out in the mentions. Yeah, (laughs) he's going to be like, "Ah, and maybe, you know, knock Gandalf. No, Gandalf's not
1: up. Gandalf. him Heston. The Moses beard in that movie is crazy. I mean, it might be fake is the problem. If it's fake, then he deserves to leave.
2: Oh, absolutely fake.
1: So until Charlton Heston can produce the receipts on but his beard, but then who
2: you know moves up and takes his place?
1: Uh I mean Zach Galifianakis has a pretty classic, uh, just like the schlubby, dumbass beard. Tom Hanks and Castaway is pretty great. Yeah, I mean Ken. Bottom line, Ken doesn't. Uh,
2: he's not there. No. But I mean, there's a lot. There's too much. Too much competition.
1: Yeah, the beard, just like the mustache category that we had done in a previous episode, the facial hair has just been, it's been done in every way. I mean, when you see somebody like uh, Wes Bentley and Seneca Crane who has those designs, you know, cut into his cheeks, we're we're in a whole different beard game now. Nobody can really uh, keep up. And I think, you know, Ken's going to have to get left behind in the 80s. Uh, Rushmore, number two, worst breathers. Does Jaggy with his COVID lung, beat out uh, Darth Vader from Star Wars, Napoleon Dynamite from Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Bane from Star Wars, or Emerton Joe from uh, Mad Max Fury Road? And we have a couple honorable mentions. We have Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Cobra Commander in G.I. Joe, Michael Myers in Halloween, Weezy the Weasel from Who Frame Roger Rabbit, uh, General Grievous from Star Wars, and then I had uh, Sloth from the Goonies that I forgot to put in there. Does Jaggy get onto the worst breathers, Rushmore?
2: And no, he does not. Uh, there's only one brief scene where he's, you know, shown breathing. Yeah, heavily. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, only because he's heavily deformed. Yeah,
1: ugly. Yeah, he's ugly, and he's not so proud, unfortunately.
2: No. I mean, he's basically on the verge of death. I think
1: it seems suicidal in some ways but if he's going to fight his brother i mean the way that anyone wants to fight ken where do they get off for one but you know jaggy jaggy with his glass jaw can uh, can get out of here jaggy is definitely the black sheep of the family yeah that's that's he the just, nicest way to put it yeah
2: i mean he i mean ken's already
1: pretty much just brought him to his almost the edge of
2: death and then he you know finishes him off stuff
1: so. was it ever explained why jaggy had the same seven wounds that uh, Ken did. Well, I mean, he was trying to pretend
2: that he was Ken. So I guess so he just, I, yeah. you wore the
1: condoms on his chair.
2: Yeah. Jackie
1: pulled out it. the prosthetics, man. Got yeah. a few
2: condoms. Yeah. I guess there's probably still condoms in the, in the post-apocalyptic world.
1: Whether you use them, I suppose is the same, <laughs> same principle nowadays. <laughs> uh, best one man army is our third entry on the Rushmore. Does Ken, Beat out Dr. Manhattan from The Watchmen, uh, Stallone in Rambo and the Rambo series, uh, Uma Thurman as The Bride and Kill Bill, and then Keanu Reeves as John Wick and John Wick. And I have a few honorable mentions. I have uh, Matt Damon as Jason Bourne in the Bourne franchise, Liam Neeson in Taken, uh, Bruce Willis as John McClane in Die Hard, Jason Statham in The Transporter, Daniel Craig as James Bond, and then Patrick Swayze as uh, James Dalton in Roadhouse. Does Ken make it onto the one man army? Uh, I'm going to have to say yes. Who are you taking off? Because um... this is, I mean, I. it might be scandalous to say, but Rambo might have to go. Well, I mean, either that no, or. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, the bride from Kill Bill. Yeah, she. I mean, you remember the samurai scene? There's no way she killed every one of those motherfuckers easily.
2: The thing is, is Ken can probably kick all their asses. You know, considering his yeah. I mean, and you're
1: dead already. So. We're we're one over the queue now. <laughs> we're one over the allowed. ta Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, are you gonna? Take off John Wick, Stallone. I mean, Manhattan killed the entire uh, South Korean army, or excuse me, not South Vietnamese army. I mean, he single-handedly won the Vietnam War. Stallone did? No, 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 no. Uh, Doctor Manhattan. Oh, doc- oh, no,
2: Doctor Manhattan. No doubt. I mean, he's super powerful. Yeah. Um. I mean, either the Bride from Kill Bill or Keanu. I don't care who you you knock off, but
1: okay. I guess uh, there's. It doesn't seem like I could possibly kick off John Wick. He has three movies about him, and uh, yeah. the Bride. I only mean, has 2 let, let's just the Bride. Okay. On. Sorry, Uma. See you later. Yeah. I won't tell you to fuck off like I've told other people because I respect you. But... I
2: mean, she she definitely did some kick-ass stuff, but yeah, I mean, she. I think she would lose against Ken. (laughs) I mean, if we're just saying we're fighting Ken, then, you know, this is a whole different category. I
1: think the only person who would have a chance against Ken is Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, Now we're heading on to best movie catchphrases. Does Ken's, you're already dead, beat out, go ahead, make my day. And Dirty Harry and the other corresponding movies with Dirty Harry. Hasta la vista, baby. From Terminator 2. Are you talking to me? From Taxi Driver or May the Force Be With You from Star Wars. And we have a few honorable mentions. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. From Gone with the Wind. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. From Apocalypse Now. We're gonna need, or you're gonna need a bigger boat. From Jaws. Uh, I'm gonna make an offer he can't refuse. From The Godfather. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. From The Wizard of Oz. yippee Kaye, motherfucker. From Die Hard. Why so serious? From The Dark Knight. Here's Johnny! From The Shining, and say hello to my little friend from Scarface. <laughs> Holy shit! This category is stacked. There is, I it's so hard. I saw this, I was like, "There's no yeah. way Ken has a chance," but he might. Your Dead is pretty h- badass.
2: No, actually, the thing is, is I'm not
1: even. You don't like my Rushmore? No, no. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, where would you? How would you reconfigure this from the way that I had put it together? <sighs>
2: I want to say that "Say hello to my little friend."
1: Yeah, that
2: might be up there.
1: That is a pretty strong one. I, I would... and the the Terminator.
2: I don't think the "Hasta la vista" is it's really "I'll be back."
1: Doesn't he reuse that one in several movies though? That's the thing that the only yeah, reason I didn't. That. I guess that is a catchphrase. So. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I think
2: that's what he's most famous for. Yeah, I'll be back. I mean, I
1: say that constantly, and I haven't even seen the Terminator. I'm the biggest dilettante of the dilettantes, if anyone didn't know. And personally,
2: I do love the uh, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Apocalypse Now fan. As am I. But I don't know that that necessarily <clears throat> justifies it to be on the Rushmore.
1: So I mean, this is hard. You could pick four out of these and just say like that's the new Rushmore, and whether Ken's gets on it or not no I mean he's definitely in the competition but
2: I don't know that I I I don't think that's I mean it it just seems like that phrase is specific to the movie I mean it's funny as shit when you watch it but
1: yeah you're not having random people what you're not having random people just say like you're already dead Well, maybe in 2016 well anime fans know it Mm
2: -hmm. but it's not wide you know widespread so yeah
1: Unfortunately, it just
2: doesn't have that, uh, you know, everybody doesn't know about the it. The
1: quotability. So. Yes, exactly. I don't hear too many people. It's the first time I've heard it. Yeah, I've never heard it before yeah. either. <laughs> but it definitely stuck out. Yeah. So maybe maybe Ken can have another uh, battle royale with these these various sayings. We have uh, one more honorable mention. We have best martial artist. Does Ken, the Wata. ta ta uh, beat out Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon, Jackie Chan in Rush Hour, and I, I guess you could pick a billion different things from Jackie Chan, uh, Neo in The Matrix, or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. A few honorable mentions, we have Spike Spiegel coming in hot off the Cowboy Bebop movie, Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid, uh, John Wick in John Wick, Poe from Kung Fu Panda, uh, Uma as the bride in Kill Bill. And then Donnie Yen is Ip Man, Ip Man, as uh, another honorable mention. So, just can make it onto the best martial artists, Rushmore. Yeah,
2: I'm putting him up there. Okay, who are we? Taking I'm taking out? off the
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. See, I would, I knew you were gonna do that. And I wanted, <laughs> I want to make my case. <laughs> no, I mean that's fine. I guess the reason my rationale and thinking is, I try to have a, a mix of a little bit of both of uh, animated and in real life movies. But I guess the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are more turtles than they are martial artists. I mean, for the simple fact that when Ken beats somebody... Their heads
2: explode. Their heads explode. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Yeah. That is classic. I mean, I love it because they don't even know. They're just like, ha-ha, you didn't do nothing to me. And he goes, you're already dead. Yeah. And then they just start freaking convulsing Convulsive. and their head explodes. I mean, that's classic.
1: Yeah, it's hard to beat... Uh, it's hard to beat anyone when they get one punch on you and you're you're dead. So I, I think that's right. I think Ken deserves a place up with his his idol, Bruce Lee. So yeah. I'm okay I mean, with that. no
2: way can you take off Bruce Lee. I mean, he's at the at the center. Yeah,
1: he is the first face in the Rushmore. He's yes, the the Washington. Uh, we've reached that point now, Dad, where we are trying to show our prowess as as Hollywood uh, screencasters. I know there's already a live action movie, but. You know, we didn't see it, and we don't really care. We got that Netflix money. We're trying to get the best of the best to actually make this a watchable movie. Yeah. So, Dad, who do you have as your director?
2: I think there's really only one choice here. Mm-hmm.
1: George Miller. Making a return. Yeah. I mean,
2: this is screams Mad Max, so mm-hmm. he did Mad Max Fury Road. And all the Mad Maxes. Exactly. So he's he's probably actually thinking about this one.
1: You know, it seems like he almost just owns the IP, but, you know, yeah. I don't know if uh, they're going to agree.
2: But no, yeah. I don't think uh, Hollywood's ready for this. But <laughs> No, I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs>
1: I would agree with George Miller. I didn't have a, a formal pick for the director. I didn't want to pick Tarantino again just because the blood. I mean, I don't really know too many uh, kung fu directors either. So George, George Miller works for me. Who did you have as your Ken or your Kenshiro? Uh, what actor would you think?
2: Uh once again, I have
1: Jason Momoa. This one makes a little bit more sense than me. Uh, than uh, doesn't have quite the eyebrows. No, 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 no. It's well, a better hate... choice than Lord Yupa from Nausicaa. <laughs> so I, I think this one works a little bit better. Uh, I had a freaking trash in my fucking Lord Yupa freaking. <laughs>
0: <work>. <laughs> the thing is, I
1: have a memory, and I can just draw this shit back. So. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Honestly, I'm gonna chastise you for some of these because I don't know what happened. Uh, oh, some really? Oh casting Okay. Um, I had t- t- two options for Ken. I had the whitewash option of Jake Gyllenhaal or a straight up Bruce Lee CGI, and I, I'm more partial to the Bruce Lee CGI. But just looking face to face with uh, a Jake Gyllenhaal beard in this picture of bearded Ken, I think it could maybe work. And he got buff for Prince of Persia. So I, I don't think it's uh, too. No, far. he can get buff.
2: He was in that other
1: boxing movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. Was it? Southpaw. Yeah, I think. I no, think he, he has a muscle. Definitely mass. buff up
2: for it. I mean, I like that pick.
1: Okay. I okay. mean Bruce Lee. I mean, yeah. You would hope we have the technology. Be
2: like, da, 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 and you do it. We're two well, over
1: now. Two over. We're, two... <laughs> we're taking. Uh, we we have to penalize ourselves at the end. <laughs> we'll have a lashing. I, I promise not to do it again. It's okay. We'll do it right at the end, as we do right at the end we'll do it. <laughs> who is your uh your Julia? Who was my Julia? Um Oh. Where is Oh, Emma Roberts. Okay. And what was your rationale for picking Emma Roberts who is best known for American horror story were the Millers? Is she just to me, I mean she sort not look like the the character. I mean, that's my only rationale. Isn't she related to Julia Roberts? I think that she's her. Oh, really? I think that's her niece. I want to think that's the the case. Funny enough, well, I, then I like it even more. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull out all the stops to trash you for Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts would be fine. I had a couple options. I think uh, my first option would probably be Sophie Turner, who was in the Game of Thrones movies. Uh, just another redhead trying to make a name for herself in Hollywood. I don't know how well the X-Men movie did for her. I'm pretty sure it was a big flop, so let's hope that the Fist of the North Star IP is going to shoot her back into fame after Game of Thrones has been over. I had another uh, redhead on the rebound. I had Amy Adams after taking a hot stinker of a movie and uh, that Hillbilly Elegy movie that she made. I'm sure she's looking for a, a good payday. And I, oh, you're I, not a fan of Hillbilly El- Elegy can, can I'm not going to no, no, it's not malignate it right here. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it uh, in, a, in a different podcast. And then I had uh, Karen Gillan, who is uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I'm pretty sure she played the daughter of Thanos or one of the daughters. But you know, just just some classic redheads trying to trying to make their way in Hollywood. Yeah, that's they all work. Yeah, who? I mean, she doesn't
2: really have a big part in the movie.
1: No. I mean the her biggest part is yelling Ken's name whenever she can get the chance and showing her tits uh, with <laughs> <laughs> with maybe a half an hour left in the movie. So good for Julia for getting on there.
2: That has no nipples. But, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, no nipple having as bitch. Um who did you have as your shin?
2: Uh this one I found this it's
1: Brock O'Hearn. Instagram influencer Brock O'Hearn.
2: Is that what he is? He is no... No, he's been in a lot of different, like... He's know. been in
1: trash movies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so but I guess...
2: No, the bottom line is the dude's ripped.
1: Yeah, big, ripped, blonde, long hair. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, this movie is just going to be filled with ripped... Beefcakes. Yes, exactly. This is a... You know, that's why I'm saying the WWF or E or whatever. Yeah, uh, where we are nowadays.
1: Wherever, the, Yeah.
2: There's just going to be a whole bunch of people that are buff as fuck.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean that rationale works for me. I mean I like your pick. I had uh, Chris Hemsworth, yeah. who,
2: well, he's he definitely
1: he owns the long blonde hair look yeah. in Hollywood, especially with his Aurora's Thor. Yeah. So if you just give Thor a, a clean shaven face, I he's, mean
2: he's definitely number one. Yeah. He'll but be getting at the, call the same him. point. Shin really doesn't appear a lot in the film I yeah. mean he comes in in the beginning and then there's that one scene at the end but he doesn't have a big part
1: yeah a lot of these people are kind of uh, sequestered to the side as as Ken gets his shit together and beats up the, the random underlings around him yeah. uh, who did you have as your jaggy and I like this pick well considering that John Cena is
2: a huge fan uh-huh. I mean come on I think he could play you know be the perfect jaggy
1: I think I like that because, you know, I'm sure John Cena would love to be in any working acting role. I, I don't know how much of a glass jaw John Cena has. Maybe he would try to inject some sort of toughness into this character because he's kind of a bitch. But I I, I like John Cena. I don't think Cena. he's ever been in a real fight. No,
2: probably Ooh.
1: not. Paul no. Oh I'm not WWE. calling I'm not-, call, <laughs> I'm not calling John Cena a bitch. I'm calling Jaggy a bitch.
2: Oh Jaggy? Yeah.
1: I would never call oh, John Cena a bitch. Oh, really? Well, John Cena, you no, know... I wouldn't
2: call John Cena a bitch either.
1: You know in the beginning of the movie when Rao catches those two heads when he's in the, the dojo? Yeah. That's what John Cena would do to my head with his bicep if I <laughs> called
2: him a bitch to his face. Oh, John Cena, no. I would not step in the octagon. With yeah. yeah.
1: I can't see you, Mr. Cena, and I'm not going to try. No. Uh, I had, just because this man loves to be nearly inaudible and wearing a mask in the movies that he plays, mm-hmm. I had Tom Hardy. Just give him the mask, throw the Bane back in, shave his head, maybe fuck him up a little bit, but that seems yeah, to be... Yeah, that uh, works. Yeah. I, I think someone who just loves to barely be audible in the movies that he's in, I think uh, Tom <laughs> Hardy is, is perfect for that role. <laughs> this is one that I have a question for because I don't actually know who this is. Who the fuck is your Ray? <laughs> he,
2: it's Scott Adkins. And uh, who is whom? <laughs> He's just been in a bunch of different stuff. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's a martial artist. The dude is, you know, jacked. <laughs> Great. So that was my only, you know, criteria.
1: <laughs> I wish it was that simple. Like, it's just like you just got to I mean, be no.
2: I mean, your pick was, like, perfect. I mean, I would have, you know, definitely, you know. The, I wish
1: I just knew who Scott Adkins was. Is my, maybe he, I think he, oh,
2: damn it. I should have put where you know what kind know of movie has been in, yeah, but
1: it's okay. We'll uh, we'll you know maybe he's a we'll,
2: martial artist though.
1: We'll maybe apologize to him at the end for yeah. showing him the the lack of respect we'll that it, he yeah, deserves. Exactly. Uh, sorry. I sorry, Scott. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As we continue to apologize to the men of this podcast and let the <laughs> the random misogyny go by, uh, I had Henry Cavill, who was obviously Superman, and he's uh, currently playing The Witcher. And really, the way that I picked this, Ray, I was trying to figure out who would pull off this white hair look. And, you know, Cavill already did it in The Witcher. he did. So I think that's a pretty easy casting for me.
2: Yeah, I couldn't beat that.
1: Who did you have as your Rao? And I'm going to make you say his name again. Ah, damn it.
2: (laughs) Half-bore Julius
1: Borgeson? Bjornson. Bjornsson. I think that's his name. Whatever. Can't fucking say it. I knew I was going to have a hard time with it. The Mountain. The Mountain. Just another giant dude.
2: Yeah. I'm just picking buff dudes. I mean, ripped.
1: That's fair. I I really tried my best to find... uh, I think,
2: actually, he would be the perfect... You think so? Yeah. Come on. Well... The dude, Rao, has to be
1: huge. Well, the way that I originally was trying to think of Rao, because, I mean, his most predominant characteristic aside from being like 10 feet tall is having a nutsack that excuse me, having a <laughs> forehead that looks like a cold nutsack <laughs> kind of ruined the joke there, but I, I just couldn't find anybody who had the, the striations on their forehead like that. Uh, but I, I picked Gerard Butler, Liev Schreiber or Harvey Bardem. by I'm probably more partial to Gerard or uh, Liev than Javier. I think his accent is a little strong for whatever Rao's going to be going for. Well, but...
2: Gerard is probably can do the physical aspect of it. He's he's pretty ripped. Yeah, I mean, or he can be.
1: He definitely peaked in 300, but I I, I mean Javier Bardem, he... I don't think so. You don't think he can get beefy? No, no. I mean, I
2: only keep thinking of him, old country for,
1: <laughs> with the bowl cut. Yeah. Well, with how many bowl cuts show up in these movies uh, that we're watching on these animes, then uh, Javier Bardem might have a Yeah, no,
2: that's end. true. He might have a part somewhere, but I don't <laughs> think it's this one. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, who was your Lynn? All right. Well, I guess you you sort of called me out for bringing back Madeline
1: McGraw. Yeah, Madeline McGraw's getting a lot of work from uh, yeah. the me and my dad. Watch but, anime podcast.
2: You know, I'm I'm making a pitch to be your. Her agent, yeah. Her agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to squeeze her in everything. Here. Yeah,
1: you're 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 a huge Madeline McGraw stand, and the same thing with uh, what you call it, Ponyo. I you're just, a Ponyo th- truther and a Madeline uh, McGraw truther. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But no, she. I think she'd be perfect for this role. Sure.
1: I mean, I, I have never really seen a, a movie. I mean, she was a voice in Toy Story 4, and I feel I feel like I've seen the Mandela effect, but. You know, She's uh, up and coming. She's huge. Yeah, let's let's hope that her uh, career blossoms as she maybe turns thirteen years old. <laughs> I had uh, McKenna Grace, who is was in uh, Gifted. Annabelle comes home in Itania. He was just another person that I was just digging deep for. I I was kind of the same thing. I was like, who am I just gonna reuse? That I I did all these child actors are so hard. And then I I found this McKenna Grace girl, and uh, it works for me for this this young. Yeah. Lynn, uh, casting, so I'm more than okay. I got with no problem with that. And then finally, who is your lovable bat? And I love this pick. Yeah, even though it is a, a repeat offender. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Once again, I bring in Joe Keery. Joe Keery for, for the Stranger Dunk. Things. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's
2: all about the hair.
1: Really, one of the most amazing things I've seen on. A, yeah, he's on a got person. quite a quaff. The mean, best quaff.
2: Yeah, and this character bat as definitely the hair and it's like the whole
1: like over the one eye stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: which was the same. W- where else did i put him he oh geez it was just in a recent episode i think he was uh the cameraman in millennial yeah. actress so he he's getting all these side roles which i feel like joe keery is uh is good for but, but yeah the, the hair yeah,
2: i think he's you know and and of course your pick's not too bad either
1: well, it's the return of Finn Wolfhard who is definitely not six foot whatever that I thought he was, but you know he's right in that age range. he has got uh, the long hair. maybe he's a little mouthy like in that uh, that scene where he's getting his head held onto. so so maybe Finn Wolfhard would be able to uh... why did you think he was six feet? Well, in the fir- like one of the first episodes, I was like, I thought Finn Wolfhard was super tall. For some reason, I thought he was like this big, gangly, like seventeen-year-old, and he's like five ten. So <laughs> <laughs> that's I've, still good hype I right? mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I misrepresented him as a, a slender man-esque character, uh, character, yeah. and uh, I don't think Finn is Finn, Finn Finn's could work. Yet. I mean, you know. It's the Battle of the Stranger Things. Yeah, the Stranger Things, man. They're they're making a big bid. I wish I could have put Millie Bobby Brown in here somewhere, but I don't think she would have fit as Lynn, and I definitely don't want to have a 16-year-old as my Julia. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Dad, we've reached that point of the podcast. We're on the last call. we got to finish up our drinks and get the fuck out of here. Any questions for the director before we go? Yeah, i got a few. Okay.
2: I mean, I think this one's obvious. What happened to Julia? Yeah. I mean, how did she just disappear?
1: Well, she was airlifted at that one scene. Like, her, Lynn, and Bat all get swooped up by the energy winds. Yeah. And then she just... Yeah, I, but she, they, they reappear.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, but she's
1: gone. She They land and she got taken with yeah. the wind. Or she was thrown into some ravine. I, I have no idea.
2: And also, I, I still question... You know, the director, why was all the blood orange? Which, Mm -hmm. man, maybe it was a... uh, Censorship thing. Yeah, exactly. And then there's that scene where there's, like, all these marauders and they kill that band of travelers.
1: Yeah, I I was also going to bring that up.
2: Yeah. And as far as I I was, like, they show a suitcase with this money. And I'm like, why are they, you know, transporting money? Mm Mm-hmm. Money has no value in...
1: Well, they're throwing the jewels to the side, too. Like, they don't have any want for what they got. what
2: did they think, you know, that money was going to have any value? Maybe they were
1: just looking for food. I I didn't even understand, like, the point of having that scene because all they do is just they murder
2: the immigrants who were trying to go somewhere. I guess they were just trying to show how ruthless it was in in the world, but...
1: Yeah, to continue the Trumpian allegory where we're coming after the immigrants in this wasteland. Yeah.
2: And the only thing I wanted to bring up was that I found out that there was a, um, two years after the theatrical release, Mm -hmm. they released a VHS that was released in Japan with new editing. And uh, unlike the theatrical version, you know, where Ken falls unconscious during the final battle, Mm -hmm. they revised the ending and they have both fighters standing while they're interrupted by Lin before they're about to deliver their finishing blows.
1: Do you like that ending more than, uh, you know, him losing at the end? Yeah, actually, I do. I think that fits the character more. It yeah. feels weird that Rao, his change of heart, which goes right into my question, is where the hell did that come from? Why mm-hmm. is Rao, I mean, I guess he sees Lin, he has some sort of fixation on this little girl, because, uh, you know, he looked at her when they were passing on his horse. But, you know, if you're going to go through the the trouble of forming a, a fascist army, and then just taking over large parts of the wasteland. <laughs> I don't think a little girl asking you for help and forgiveness is really going to, yeah. you know, move the needle.
2: No, I, I think they actually, you know, they must have looked at that. And they said, man, that ending sort of sucks. And uh, this new ending makes more sense. So. Yeah.
1: To him, for it to be a stalemate and not so much like she is saving his life. Yeah. I, I would also think the stalemate's a little bit yeah. easier there. That was interesting. Anything else? No, that's all I got. No. Uh, One of my questions was, how is Bat not traumatized? After that initial scene where not only does the man's head explode, but he stands up his dead corpse and starts writhing around as blood shoots out of his head (laughs) into his face. So how Bat is able to function after that to any Mm -hmm. capacity uh, just has me questioning what exactly these people are going through every day. Well, of
2: course, he's witnessed the, you know.
1: I guess he saw Lynn's family burn, so yeah. <laughs> maybe he's. I mean, kind we're of talking
2: about the post-apocalyptic world, and I mean, yeah. he's seen all kinds of tragedy. So
1: yeah, I guess he's a tough cookie. Yeah, you gotta be. Uh, I had another question. It was, what, what, it was just the Ken's clothing. Like, where does it go? Does he have a lot of different <laughs> outfits? Does he have? The same that shirt and jacket? very good question,
2: man. The dude just keeps ripping off his clothes. And the same keeps...
1: clothes. It's not yeah. even like he's putting on different clothes. It's the same outfit. Yeah. So he has to have a storage unit of some kind <laughs> that he's just picking this shit up. He's like, all right, well, wait a minute. I finished my battle. Now I have to go get ready again. Yeah, that's funny as fuck. Unless he's stitching them all back together. He's like picking up the ragged pieces off the ground and using a, a needle and thread. <laughs> uh, and then ultimately, I guess it was just the question of whether, you know, what jaggy did to get those same exact wounds and if it really was just the rolled out condoms if he was uh, all <laughs> prosthetics
2: yeah i think it's just he faked it yeah okay that's fine there's no way that somebody you know gave him the the finger insertion yeah
1: nobody's fingering jaggy yeah nobody wants to get near that man he's too gross uh <laughs> dad we've 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 gone all the way through we've reached the end of the wasteland and we've made it to the forest of notes and errata where we can uh, apologize to the ghosts of our past, we can apologize for anything that we've done here, or just anything you want to bring up before you we go?
2: Um, I can't think of anything that we need to apologize for. I'm sure there's <laughs> a lot. There's always something. It, of course. Yeah.
1: Maybe Scott Atkins is the first thing to mention, that I don't have any idea who you are, so... Sorry, yeah. Scott.
2: Well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna bring you back, Scott, and, um, <laughs> and what in <I'm> <laughs> a different you, movie? I'm gonna, no, no, no. I'm gonna give you a proper, you know, send off. Yeah, we're gonna you know tell everybody what you've done and you know why you're worthy of being in this movie. But
1: yeah, I'll see you next guys next week on the Scott Adkins podcast. <laughs> where we, we litigate the 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 history of Scott Adkins. I don't think I have really I'm
2: Scott Adkins agent as of right now and yeah. uh, I'm making a case for him so stop it
1: yeah you Madeline McGraw and Scott Atkins are all in the hate.
2: <laughs> they're part of my
1: crew <laughs> <laughs> try to get them that Netflix money in 2021 yeah. try to get them on HBO dad what would you give your carnivore wine as your rating I'm gonna
2: say I liked it a lot yeah and uh, I'm getting a little tongue-tied but um...
1: I've also had a very thick tongue this episode yeah. I, I can feel it yeah
2: and uh, I'm gonna get six out of seven finger insertion <laughs> insertion chest scars. Did you just see Jaggy? What yeah, was that? I
1: did. <laughs> uh, scared the fuck out of me. yeah <laughs> I uh, I would also give my glass of wine a pretty high rating um, but I, the way I'm gonna rate it is the way I'm gonna say goodbye. So I'm gonna give it uh, you know seven. <laughs> And uh, that's what I wanted to use that myself, but I knew it. I already used it in the podcast. So that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely played not just your hand, but maybe most of mine too. So (laughs) maybe we're double dipping a little bit, but it's an iconic, iconic sound. Uh, Thank you everyone so much for listening. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Just like always, we have no idea what we're doing and hopefully this will even sound good. Apologies for the last episode. Yeah. Zoom but, is not our, our best. We got to figure out Zoom. Yeah, but. Zoom is our wasteland. Yeah, <laughs> we're, try- <laughs> we're trying to plant the seeds of a good podcast, yes. but it can't happen. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys. Uh, thanks again, everybody. We will see you next week. Uh, drive safe. Don't drink a drive. Do it. Do it. <laughs> drink and drive. <laughs> Later. Bye.